Ben Lawrence. Paul Goody. Okay. So I, w I want you to go into your mind palace. Okay. Okay. You are hiring contractors to paint your house, and your house has three rooms. A, B, and C. And the contractor says, it's going to take me three hours to paint each room. So this is going to be a nine-hour job. Now, those estimated hours, which we're going to call EH, are not measurements of time. They're measurements of work to be done. And what I mean by that is this. So you have your estimate, never changes, nine hours. Put, put on there, nine hours. Nine hours to get this done. You let the contractor into your house. He looks at the kitchen and goes, oh, you have a stove. I didn't know you had a stove. We've got to cover that. And that's going to take a little bit more time. So this room probably going to take me five hours to do. What one would be tempted to do at that point is to change EH from 9 to 11 because you're adding two hours to the thing. But, right, he says it'll take me five hours to do the kitchen, right? Have you been paying attention to all this that I've been saying so no, far? No, because ben? I'm trying to get everything going. Okay. Let me let me see. Let me let, so you hire a contractor to paint your house. What what caught me was that he said it'll take five hours, but you only nine had hours. two hours. No, he took five hours for the kitchen, but you only had two hours to the nine. Right. So so let me start over. Uh, when you when you get his first estimate, his first estimate is nine hours. Nine hours to paint the entire house. It's going to take me three hours to paint each room nine hours then he sees the kitchen and he says oh this is going to take me five hours okay instead of three okay so you add two hours gotcha so so again people would be tempted to say okay estimated hours are now 11 no the hours have changed from the original estimate we were talking about the original estimated hours nine hours does that make sense so far we're talking about we're talking about the original estimated hours of nine hours. Right. So if it ends up taking him longer after those estimated hours, the estimated hours that he put into the contract do not change. Does that make sense? Let me see where you're going with this first. He, he can't He can't go back in time and have told me a different estimate. So he can't update his estimate once he actually sees the job? No, he can. He can say this is the updated estimate. But the original estimate... That original estimate should not change. Why not? Because the original estimate is a record of the estimate that he gave on that day. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Right? So the estimate can change all over the place. But the original estimate was nine hours. There's a reason that I mentioned this, right? I'm excited this, to know what this it, guy, that is. This guy who's painting your house... Gave you three tasks, right? Room one, room A, room B, room C. And said, this task is going to take three hours. This task is going to take three hours. This task is going to take three hours. So, when... So, estimate hours, EH, right? That's a measurement of work. If you're running a mile and you said, I bet you I can run this mile in five minutes. I can see how far along you are running the mile, right? I don't need to know... You know, oh, well, you know, this is how far you are, whatever. Um, because I can just see how far along you are. But when you give me estimated hours, that nine-hour mark is a completion time. And it's separate from the measurement of time that we know as hours. It's the same word, but it means something different. I say, I'm going to get this house painted in nine hours, right? That doesn't mean... It's only going to take me nine hours. That's the original estimated hours are nine hours, right? The reason I mentioned that is this. So you paint the house. Uh, 
three rooms. One, two, three. You paint the house one room at a time. You get done with room one. No matter how long it actually took you to take it, to, to paint it, right? Your new estimated hour minus, your new remaining hours, remaining hours, which is your estimated hours minus how much more work there is left to do. I mean, how much work you got done, sorry. Your remaining hours, your estimated hours minus how much you've got done so far. That equals your remaining hours. No matter how long it actually took them to paint the room, your new remaining hours, it was nine, is now six. When they paint the next room, your new remaining hours is three, and when they're done, it's zero. You never have four remaining hours. Are or you having whatever. issues with I, a contractor at work or something? What I've just described as painting is actually how some people measure time in software development. As using painting as an example, but they have a thing that they need to turn in. They have tasks underneath it, right? Yeah. the The whole thing is that these people um, who are painting your house, <laughs> right? might change their estimates and say, oh, the estimate is now this, which is great, but that wasn't the original estimate. And again, the only thing that you have to measure from beginning to end is hours because there aren't any other measurements you can use. And the reason people get confused, and the reason I was doing this, Ben, is because I made a whole bunch of people mad at me trying to explain this concept to them. No kidding. Uh, and I wanted to take a reasonable person <laughs> and see what their reaction is. Um, now that I've explained it, do you understand it? Yeah, I think so. Like, You're, I mean, in terms of like, I mean, I'm not thinking about it. I'm thinking about it in terms of software development and how, uh, and as a contractor, when you estimate for a job, oftentimes you are not given the complete picture. Like I didn't know there was a stove in the kitchen that I'd have to cover. So estimates right. change, and being held to that original nine-hour estimate uh, is, you know. No, no, this is exactly okay. Exactly what you said. This is what we're. This is what we're talking about. That original nine-hour estimate should not be equivalent to actual hours, if that makes sense. So, so people say you told me that you'd get this done in nine hours. It's been ten hours. You should be. You should be done and then sub. And it's like that nine hour estimate, the original nine hour estimate was not how long the, it's, it's okay when you're guessing how long it might take someone to take some, to, to do something. It is not good in estimating how much more time they have to do, how much more stuff they have to do. That's why using hours is dumb and you shouldn't use hours. That's why I, I'm using EH for estimated hours, because 9EH doesn't change. You say, so take hours out of the way, right? I just, this is, this is a 9EH job. Each room represents 3EH. I've got done with one room. I take 3EH away, I'm left with 6EH. That's simple, right? If you don't think about it in hours, if you just think about it as a measurement until you get done, it's not that hard, not that hard of a concept, but because some genius, and I use that word in quotes, decided that they were going to have no other way to estimate other than number of hours, this screws everything up because you can't talk about how much time you have left. I mean, not how much, ugh, now I'm doing it. You can't talk about how much work you have left. Oh, I have four hours left. What does that mean? Because four hours does not equal four hours. Four hours is a percentage of the original hourly estimate, which, as demonstrated, is not accurate. So, anyway, that's all. And you got... So, you're trying to reconceptualize people's in interpretation of measurement of work, and they got mad at you? <sighs> yes. I was going to say it's more complicated, but that's really what it is. It's, it's that, it's that I was explaining to them why they're thinking about measurement wrong. 
And for yeah. some reason, for some reason, when people are told that they've been thinking about something wrong their entire working oh, lives, uh, I I told them that they were. Oh no, no, no! It's not just that. It's also that I told them that it's a pretty simple concept, and they were intelligent enough that they should know what I'm talking. Oh, about. you and you insulted their intelligence. Yeah, I didn't though. I I complimented <laughs> their intelligence. <laughs> So anyway, yeah. Um, well, so I mean, that, that didn't. I I see what you're saying. Work should not be measured in hours because it takes different hours for different people to do the same work. Well, and that's and that's the other thing is that is that the work once work has been estimated. This is the big thing. Once work has been estimated in hours, you have to decouple those hours from the hours that we use to measure time. Or else it's not going to make any sense. This is a 10-hour job, someone says. Yeah. If it's a 10-hour job and you've been working on it for 12 hours, why is it not done? That's what that's what people will say. Well, and the fact is that... It's no longer a 10-hour job. It's a 12-hour job. R- right. And, and that will keep changing. So what you do is you don't change how long the job takes. You lock it in when the estimate is made, and then you measure against those estimated hours how much more, again, EH, not time, how much more EH is done. You could call it something else. You could say, this. it'll take me 10 stars to get this done. That would be easier. There are 10 stars, and when I reach zero stars, then this will be done. How far are you? I'm on eight stars, but people don't know what that means. Uh, you might, uh, people familiar with software development, might note that someone already solved this problem by using story points for how long it takes to get something done. And story points are an arbitrary, uh, or a, um, they're decoupled from a real thing. So it doesn't help. Ours, and this is the thing, the whole reason this is a problem, Ben, is that people are bad at estimating. It's it's not something that we excel at because we can't think of all the different things that could come up. That's, I mean, McCandless and I dealt with this a lot when we had Caution Zero and we're doing work for hire. We would get an email saying, hey, I want you guys to make a video. How much would it cost? Yeah. Oh, this is a, this is a great example. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I $35,000. What do you want? That's, I mean, artists deal with the same thing. Oh, how much is this painting? Hey, yeah. speaking of art, uh, I am, I am loving even more so now the, uh, oh God. <laughs> the AI art thing. Um, but, but I have a Ben's going to guess the news. Uh, Ben, Paul, I don't know where, and I don't know. Uh, well, actually, I think I do know where. Uh, but there was controversy. Controversy, I say, at the state fair level. Uh, what was it? A piece of art that was generated by AI won first place in a state fair art competition annoying, irritating, pissing off all the artists that had entered. That is correct. Now, uh, the interesting thing about that is that I found out about this through, um, you know, the just being on the Discord that runs the art generating program that I use, yeah. uh, which is called MidJourney. Um, but the fun thing is that you know there was a there was a a blow up, a dust up between two different groups of people saying yes. This is this is fine and no, I hate this. They I came feel to as though um, there are two things that that are important to know about this story. One is it was a digital art competition. It's number one, and number two, the person who did it was very straightforward that this is what they used to make it. Right. So. Whether or not it's, I mean, so there was complete the transparency, and they were within the realms of the of the of the guidelines. 
Apparently so. Because nobody ever I mean, said, is... this can't be AI generated. Right. Now, here's the thing. If I go to a piano, this is a, this is a, a great example, I think. I go to a piano uh, competition, playing piano competition, with a tape recorder, and I sit at the piano and I play the tape recorder. I'm not going to win. <laughs> if I Probably mime not. playing while I play with the tape recorder, I'm also not going to win. But it's it feels similar, right? It feels very similar. But if I bring a robot that plays the piano and right. plays it really well, can can like, that I can I this win? Robot. This robot is an extension of me. Right. But this robot can also I win the can. <laughs> yeah. So. So yeah, it's a it's a big question um, and fun, uh, but the big thing obviously is that uh, artists th- get ready for this. Ben may not be paid what they're worth. What in the coming? <laughs> yeah, that was the big thing is that people were like, uh, working working artists won't be able to make a living, and it's like, hey, I got news for you. <laughs> I I I had to. I had to uh, really come to grips with what I wanted to do for a living when I saw very famous artists, very talented artists uh, complaining on Twitter all the time about how they didn't have any jobs and, and they didn't have any money and and yeah. looking at my output and going, well, hmm. It's also, I mean, I think you you hit that realization at a very young age when you see one of your teachers working at the Walmart, you know, it's it's the same thing. This person can't make a living doing what they do. Yeah. It seems weird. Um, Oh, Hey, by the way, I'm getting glasses. You are. So yeah, I need, I need glasses to read. I, I, there's somebody else I know who had LASIK surgery about, I guess, I don't know, about 10 years ago. And now he has to get glasses. So is there a shelf life on the surgery that um, you had? Sort of. Yeah. There's a, there's a shelf life, uh, for a close up reading. Okay. Like I can still see fine. Um, I have a little bit of astigmatism, right. For distance, but not a right. lot. And I and I I can deal with it, but the thing is, I'm taking my glasses on and off constantly. And I was like, forget it. I just want to, you know, give me the transition lenses, and I'll, you know, deal with it that way. The progressive lenses. Yep. So that's what I that's what I end up uh, doing, and I should have them in three weeks. So be on the lookout. I need to go to the eye doctor again because uh, my. My prescription is um, only like a, two years old, but is already. I'm noticing it's out of date. My eyes, oh, no. as I as I get older, my eyes are are going downhill faster. Yeah, and that's and that's just. I mean, that's part of part it's of what's life. happening with me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was, if you can't see, this is something fun. If you do this, um, you can see. You can oh, read. Oh right, because read. you're looking through the yeah pinhole camera kind of concept that's why people uh, squint to try to see yeah. yeah it's it's i mean if you're if you're holding something you might have to but it's more it's more accurate it gives you a better better read and uh, it's easier to, to see stuff and your your long lustrous lashes don't get in the way that might just be my problem uh hey, anyway, i'm always uh, i got my hand goggles hey. i remember at, oh my gosh yeah 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 if i do this uh, binocular vision, Ben. There was a time okay. when you were trying to train your eyes to be stronger. And yep. I remember, I think it was Pamela Miatov talking about being with us while we were watching a play and how you would sit in the front row and try to, like, train your eyes to to be stronger while watching this play. I don't know don't know what you're doing like covering your eyes or or pressing on them or what whatnot, but it, it yeah. made an impression with Molly. Yeah, um it, it didn't work uh that well. <laughs> uh, I did get a little bit better. Um it, I actually could see like every the only way I can describe it, it's 
it's because of the astigmatism, but I would see a floating clear picture every once in a while, yeah. which was bizarre. But uh, I, yeah, I stopped after I got on the wrong bus. <laughs> I do because I couldn't that, read it. I mean, I, I, I like to, I like to believe that the concept was there. Maybe not uh, the the practice wasn't quite perfect, but I do think yeah. that once I started wearing glasses, my eyesight really started to diminish. It's because my I, eyes started getting my eyes started my eyes started getting lazy. I talked to my eye doctor about this, and she said that that's not a thing. Uh, and I believe her. Um, well, I'm going to talk to my eye doctor about it. And I'll have yeah. see what he has to say. <laughs> and my eye doctor said, yeah, this doesn't happen. Give me money. Yeah. Money. I am. It was like, I. so two years ago, I went to a brand new eye doctor here in Seattle. My old one was in Olympia. And, uh, and it had been a number of years since I'd gone to an eye doctor that wasn't my eye doctor that I'd had as a kid who I discovered was very old school because when I went to this new eye doctor at like a vision clinic, there were so many new gadgets and devices that I had never experienced before and ways of like, like they can take the pressure of my eye without putting drops in it or without Yep, doing the 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 dust, not the dusting, but the air thing. They took pictures of my eyes. I had to look at through these things. And, you know, it was it was it was like being in a you know in a, a, a being transported to a modern world. So Ben, let me ask you a question. Uh, did you see the little house? I did see the little house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, this is something I learned from my uh, from my eye doctor that 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 little house is universal it's there's a little house and there's one other thing and i forget what it is uh i'm looking for something uh you might be able to tell i'm gonna send you you are um, looking down but, yes that is why i'm looking down just so <laughs> you know um but yeah so how how are things in the world of ben Things in the world of Ben are pretty okay. We're still filming a movie here in the... Th- well, I we, I'm not part of it, but they are still filming a movie here in the theater. And I don't know. If somebody's filming in your house, You, I think you're well, allowed to say we... It's one of those not, things where... Not that it, this is your house, but... it's Well, sometimes it feels like that, but uh, it, it has. they've really turned the place upside down, and at points I've become a little annoyed... Even because I'm like, you're blocking the fridge, you know. Um, but it's it, it's not bad. I am excited to see what the finished product... Uh, I, I am excited to see the finished product just to see what they've been doing with the space. Because I film in here all the time. Like, Panel Jumper, Goody Lawrence, we constantly filmed inside Annex Theater. Because it's like, you know, having your own set. It, and it really is, you know... It, it's not just like it. It really is. Yeah. When you're in, when you're in Annex Theater, your family, that Olive Garden, I can't. But you know, when you're here, I mean, your family. So get into the kitchen and do your damn dishes. So I am. I'm sending you something, Ben. Is, this isn't another wanna, one of those. Uh, Paul spends the entire show looking for something. No, 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 no. I've, I've got it. I just need to figure out how to send it to you. Um. How do we do that? I'm. Uh, oh, see, this is even better. How do we do? What is? Cody Lords. How do we do that? What is? How come? Oh, I know. <laughs> I will save the image, and I will send it to you in a text. Is this another um, one of your ben, mid-journey get, images? Get ready. Yes. Uh, warning. Uh, it is. It is. Oh no! Why isn't that? It should be. It should be fine. Is it uh, PG rated? Oh no! It, it is PG rated. Um, but feel as though it may not actually get to you, Ben. My core is sore. While you're dealing with that, I'm just going to tell the people that um, I bought a I bought an exercise mat uh, the other day, and I've started doing Pilates again. And yesterday was my first. Uh, first uh, 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 day back doing uh, Pilates at home and because uh, I figure you know I'm getting I'm 46 I can't spend the rest of my night rest of my life on the couch watching TV drinking beer so uh, might as well try to get the core in shape 
And so now I, oh. I, I have to play that fun game of, is that just muscle fatigue or do I have an intestinal issue? So this is what happened, Ben. Uh, I took a still from David Cronenberg's Naked Lunch and a picture from Max Ernst, who is a artist, surrealist artist. And I put those two things together and the image that I sent you, which has been delivered to your phone, is the result. Oh, to, sent to your Apple Watch? Well, I got the notice on my Apple Watch. Gotcha. All right, so that's that's uh, Naked Lunch and Max Ernst. Yeah, put together. Um, and that image, Ben, is one that no one has ever seen before. Now, there are a couple of things about this. Uh, whenever I look at... This is why I like doing this. Because whenever I look at these images, and this is why I wanted to send it to you so you could hear, hear about it, um, they evoke something within me, right? So this guy, you know, that we're looking at, he is some sort of a fancy guy, but also there's something bad happening to him. He's really, and so I figured out that he's a, he's like a, a, a scientist who has begun experimenting on himself and has gone too far and he can't go back anymore. And the person to his, uh, right who is whispering in his ear is a homunculus of his own genetic makeup that he put together. If you go to and his, it's advising you, him. If you're listening to the podcast, you won't be able to see it, but if you go to the YouTube stream that's on the podcast page, I'm showing a picture of it. And ooh, maybe we could put a picture of it in the show notes. Uh, warning though, now, it's disturbing. You're asking too much of me, Paul Goody. Okay. Well, yeah, just look at uh, YouTube. Look at I YouTube. can. Look I, at YouTube. I, 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 I do know when you're active on MidJourney because I can see your Discord, Discord? icon go green. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, no, that doesn't mean that I'm active, though. Uh, it could be that it's just running jobs for me in the background. So your Discord name, you changed it. What's your So what's behind your Discord name? Oh, my Discord name. It's... Uh, it's it's Jan Paul Goody, Paul Goody, ah. uh, which is my name in Tokipona. Something that I've abandoned while I'm working on mid-journey stuff. <laughs> um, but but still, that, so so yeah. There's a lot of, I mean, all that I all that I do. It's it's an entertaining thing for me. All that I all that I really do is I don't use this for you know, comic books or anything like that. I make the picture and then I look at the picture and I imagine what's going on with the picture. Like, who's this guy? Where's he going? What's and happening? And then you it's... discard it and move to the next one. Yep. It's it's fun for me. It's really... Are you collecting these the... anywhere? Um, Mid-Journey collects them. Uh, but and, you... and I save some of them. All right. On, on my so uh, if you, if you... iPhone wake up one night and you're like, I want to go back and look at that one that I did like two and a half weeks ago. I would ago. use, yeah, I'd use the mid journey website. Um, you can, you can search like it saves on under like your that. username or whatever. Yep. And you can favorite stuff, which is what I've started doing now yeah. that I have some things that are my favorites. Um, the thing that I learned, Ben, the way that I made that, um, you, you know, most people use text and, Oh God. So one of the things that, that you can volunteer to do, which I do, um, I'll usually watch TV and do it or listen to a podcast. More likely, I'll listen to a podcast. But you go through and you rate other people's images and, uh, you know, like write, uh, you know, mark, mark if you think that it may be inappropriate or if it looks bad, like if the, if the AI messed up somehow. This picture offends sort of me and my delicate or, or, sensibilities. Or this this person has uh, no teeth, and they're supposed to have teeth or whatever. Um, but the that's but how the, the AI learns. Is, yeah, exactly. Uh, so you're you're helping train the AI. But one of the things that that happens is it's like it's like um, you, and you can sort of tell the age of the people sometimes as well. Uh, Jessica Rabbit, bear, bear, 
Bear Jessica Rabbit, large chest, large chest, no clothes, Jessica Rabbit. And then the nice thing is uh, they've started, I, it could be that the AI doesn't understand, but I think the AI is also trolling people sometimes because one was woman in space, woman in space, big chest, latex spacesuit, And it was a spacesuit. Like treasure chest. With a tre- the woman with a treasure chest in a spacesuit that was as big as a NASA spacesuit made out of latex. <laughs> so that one I let I let go. And here's the other thing too: if somebody types in naughty stuff, whatever, that's fine. But it's just nonstop. Thirteen-year-olds uh, have ruined the internet. Oh, I I think it's thirteen and forty-year-olds. I think there's a <laughs> there's a there's a gap there. So you mean everybody's uh, so, a pervert, Paul? But but one of the things that oh everyone is a pervert in some ways Ben everyone has something uh, because uh, I just think it's true anyway here's the thing if you remember I talked about uh, on verbatim you remember verbatim I do remember uh, verbatim where we have uh, uh, the very the very <clears throat> wonderful uh, Chris uh, imitating me. Doing not just an imitation, but a, a full-on um, verbatim. For those just, who don't know, was a play that Annex Theater produced back in two thousand. I want to say two, something like that. Chris Dietz. and uh, what the organizers did was they interviewed people about their jobs or their lives or uh, anything they wanted to talk about. Distilled the all those conversations into a narrative. Not really a narrative, but it was more of like a collection of stories and and brought on actors to portray these people. And I actually, so Paul, you were interviewed. I helped the production by transcribing a two-hour-long cassette recording, something a bot could do in mere minutes today. Yes. So, so in there, I'm talking about how uh, pornography really does help drive technology forward because people's drive to get porn makes them do all sorts of things. So as an example, the 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 site has banned keywords, banned certain keywords. Uh, and, you know, you can go into the philosophy section of the board and people are like, this is going to bankrupt them. I can't believe that I can't type in the word but... <laughs> Uh, what if I want to say that someone is the butt of a joke? Why can't I? Why can't I say butt then? And why can't I say uh, voluptuous? What What if I want to talk about how something is, uh, you know, a large a large thing? And what if why Why can't I say uh, underwear? Why is that? Why is that? And, and what if I've been start banned by a, the back room of my adult video store? And I just need to get my fix somehow. And and moist. What is the problem with the word moist? Yeah, you know, and you realize they're telling a narrative uh, about the thing that got banned. Um, so the the big thing is that you know, so they ban these words, and people try to find a way to work around the banning of the words. Yes. Meanwhile, they're doing a technology thing where they're like, okay, we're gonna we're actually gonna make a porn bot that can tell whether something's porn or not, and we're gonna keep them from from doing that because. You know, they want to they want to keep everything public and shareable and all that. And there are people who just don't understand that even though you might want to look at something, other people might not. So. But uh, you will also have that subset of people who will just do that, try to create those kinds of images just to see how far it can go. Right. Uh, well, I and I, I mentioned this before. Um, the 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 big problem uh, back when I used to work uh, monitoring online communities is that one of them was a scat forum, and I was customer service, and people would call and go, "Hey, um, my picture isn't showing up," and I would say, "Oh, that's funny." Uh, we haven't had any reports that there are uh, problems with pictures. Let me uh, let me go and see what's the uh, what's the URL, uh, and they give me the URL, and I'm like, uh huh. So 
Uh, the picture is not showing up for you, you say. Yeah. Well, it's showing up for me. I can see it. <laughs> oh, well, maybe it's not the right picture. Can you describe it to me? <laughs> Please No. And, and Devin, we've had the same conversation every day for the past two weeks. You know, that sort of thing. There Devin are people just wants that, a friend. Yes. That do just want a friend or, you know, want to surprise you or shock you or whatever. Yeah. Here's the thing that I have learned. Now, the, again, they, they've, they've, um, they've got these keywords. And so what people will do is they will spam the keywords thing. Not just that. I mean, the, the butt, chest, whatever thing. That's one thing. But also people will say... An 18th century rustic farmhouse, volumetic lighting, uh, 4K, Hans Zimmer shot, Oscar winning, amazing, picture of small child holding violin, uh, you know, like like a, a huge paragraph, to see how much they can get it to, to look at things. The image that I sent you was not done with words. I used two pictures and put them together. And the reason that I like it is because what the what Midjourney is doing, uh, because the the one of the people that worked on it talked about this, uh, they've got one side of things that goes. I know what I know what pictures of these things look like, and there's another side of it that says I know what makes a good picture, and the two like, you know, this one throws out pictures that the words make. This one makes it into a good picture. And when the two agree, that's when your picture gets done, if that makes sense. So it's not, if you say bees in a hive, you know, <clears throat> it's not just going to be a picture of a bee and a hive. It's going to be of a, a well, an aesthetically pleasing picture of a bee in a hive. That's what the people that made Mid Journey are trying to do, which is why the fact that it won this art contest is good because the composition you know, it is made up with that, uh, made up of a lot of analysis of art and what right. makes good art. It's not just random assemblance of uh, pictures or... So, so exactly, by cloud, spamming it image. with all the words, you're giving it a lot of parameters to go through, right? Yeah. Whereas if you have a picture and you're like, I kind of want this picture meets this picture... Um, you are you're kind of sidestepping the I'm taking these words and making them into things because it will see it already. And like as an well, example, if I give it a, a picture is it. worth a thousand words. Uh, thank you, Ben. That's I was I was uh, uh, you're leading up to that holding off on making. <laughs> no, I was holding off on making the joke. Um, so I appreciate it. Um, but one of the things I noticed is that it will take the focus of the picture, right? So like if I have a, a picture where something is blurry in the background and the front part is focused, it'll the picture that it creates from the two pictures that it puts together will have that same focus on it. Even if it's a picture of something completely different. It The elements that it decides to take are really interesting. And so that's why I like feeding it two totally incongruous things. So as an example, uh, naked lunch and what was the other one? I forgot. Um, there was naked lunch and then there was. <laughs> it was an artist. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Max Ernst. Max Taking Ernst. those two things and putting them together, they, uh, you know, they're they're not completely at odds with each other, right? They're both disturbing kind of things, right? Uh, but one has a black and white style. The other one is a color uh, photograph. And so putting those two things together was really interesting. And uh, yet so, it allowed this picture from a, from a movie called Naked Lunch. Well, yeah, but it, did, it didn't have the word naked in it. Not even in the meta description? A, no, but... <laughs> or but here's it didn't thing, even if, know. If I wanted to upload a naked person it would be able to tell and wouldn't yeah. let me do it yeah so um so you can type in what you want you can upload pictures of what you want is there any other input can you like 
talk into this thing? Um, can you, well, can I mean, you if you had text-to-speech, you would be able to do it, probably. But, you, I mean, one of the things that they're talking about maybe doing can it create is... Music? Um, no, they can't. But I have an idea, Ben. You'll hear it You'll hear it here first on September 2nd, uh, 2022. I think one of the next big things is going to be, and I don't know when it's going to come on the scene, but it will eventually, um, an AI that creates covers. You give it, you give it a band and you give it a song and the AI will make that band do that, doing that song. I think it'll happen. I want to say so the, that something like that already exists. I can't. I'm, I'm trying to remember. There was a there was a um, company called Robotnik. I think that's the name of it. And okay. the guy who started it would come and perform at Weird and Awesome every once in a while. And I want to say that he that that company had a bot that would make music. Now I don't know if it was. Oh, okay. Here's what it would do. You would give it parameters like mid-journey. You would say, I want something that sounds like the Dire Straits and Green Day. And it would give you something that sounded like the Dire Straits and Green Day. Can you find out what... Because this is exactly what I... So it already exists. I'm, I'm behind the times, Ben. Can you find that and send it to me? Uh, Maybe. Robotnik okay. is actually... Um, a pretty popular name, and it's a character that Jim Carrey plays in yeah, Sonic the in Hedgehog. Sonic. Yep. Alrighty. Yeah, so I didn't want to mention that. Gotta have to wade but, through that. But yeah, if you can find out, um, or you know, if Emmett knows, if you talk to Emmett at all, I haven't um, talked to Emmett in a while, but uh, I'll see if I can track down this uh, this company. Because I would like to take a, I would like to take a look at that, uh, listen to it. Because yeah, that was the exact idea. But but the, I guess mine is a little bit different, because you're actually picking. I want them to do this song by yeah. this artist, and of course the thing that will cop it, keep it from happening is copyright. Yeah. Um, but will it? Will it? It's not that artist who's doing it. Oh, well, the singer-songwriter would yeah, still get Yeah, I mean, the, you know, if you say, like, I want Sheryl Crow to cover ACDC, you're going to, like... You would be, say, you would say I, want, I want Sheryl Crow doing a version of Highway to Hell. Yeah. And so and then, then you get into that, that issue that we talk about a lot, which is, you know, how, what kind of permission do you get when you have... Like when Hollywood has to deal with likenesses, right? They want to use a likeness of a character, but they, you know, they already have this footage, like the Back to the Future uh, problem. Uh, you know, how how much do we need to license this this content? That's right. Oh, oh, hey, I got another Ben gonna guess the news. Are you ready? Bring it. Uh, people on the internet hate women. What is the what is the the last thing a, a woman Jesus. dared to do that they're mad about? Oh gosh, it could be so. Uh, yeah, things. it's too it's too broad, right? Um, you can ask me questions. People on the inter what did a woman do that people are mad at? So does this have to do with politics? No. All right. Does this have to do with a TV show? Yes, or um, it has to do with I don't know if it's a TV show or if it's a movie. All right, so it it's, it's some with, sort of some sort of with some sort of motion media, picture piece of media. Yeah, um, it's not the new Very Doctor good, Who. <laughs> no, um, a woman does it. Is this woman on screen? Yes. Is this a known content known? piece of content like has this yes is this woman replacing a different character another character sort of you could say yes i could say yes is this an american show i do believe so but i don't know for sure 
So it could be American, could be British or Canadian or Right. It's uh it's in English. Okay. I'll say for sure. Um is the woman who is at the center of this controversy a person of color? No. So a white woman yes is taking over a role of sorts sort of taking yep, over a yep. role. You're doing you're doing great, Ben. <laughs> and you I'm can not going to give you tell. any hints. You're still you doing, obviously you're tell. Still I have no idea what what what, what this is. Um yep. Is it, uh, so it's an actress taking over a role, a white actress taking over a role on a known commodity that people on the internet are upset about. Uh, is this a piece of science fiction? Science fiction adjacent. Science fiction adjacent. Hmm. Is it, so. I mean, you could say no. But I, but but I'm worried that if I were to say no, that later on you would say I asked if it was science fiction. And is it is it fiction or no. nonfiction? Yeah, fiction. Okay, so it's scripted. Hmm. Science fiction adjacent fantasy. Y- you could fantasy adjacent. You're you're doing you're doing so, really well. Uh, so it's is it. Uh, something to do with the Game of Thrones? No. Nothing to do with Game of Thrones, which I think falls into the solid fantasy realm. Yeah. If it Um, were Game of Thrones, I would say fantasy. Yeah. And and not Lord of the Rings either. You and I, I'll give you a hint. You and I have had a conversation about how, um, this genre touches on fantasy and science fiction uh, in such a way that it really could be considered part of those, except for uh, its atmosphere, atmospheric qualities. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna tell you right now. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, you're still you're me. still doing good though. No, no, I'm not gonna tell you. No, you. Oh, and then we'll move on because I'm not. I, said, can't, said, I can't make any. You said fantasy. You said fantasy and science fiction. What are you missing, Ben? Fantasy, science fiction, Western? <laughs> Not Western. Um, so it's it's adjacent to fantasy, adjacent to science fiction, adjacent to uh, some other genre in that. In it is, it is another genre. You just haven't said it yet. Like horror. Ah, there you go. It's horror. It's a horror TV show. It's a show. known horror property. Is it... With a the Evil Dead? lead. No. Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis? Is it Halloween? No. Okay. No. A famous That's good, a, though, but a famously so it's a but it is a, is it a, is it a reboot of the franchise? It is a continuation of the franchise. A continuation One of the One of those franchise. things. It's it's still a, apparently still in in canon, which is so it's it's not John Hamm taking over for Chevy Chase and Fletch. Um, Wait, is that happening? <laughs> yeah, Confess Fletch is a new movie coming out starring John Hamm as Fletch. Oh, oh, perfect. And apparently, perfect. it's book two. The Chevy Chase movie was book one. Um, has this come out yet? I can't. Um, I, can I do I not believe it? so. Uh, I I I saw. I will. Okay, I'll give you another hint. I was looking for prompts in Mid Journey, and I ran across this news article. That's how. Okay. Uh, because I was looking, I was looking for a picture of this well-known horror character to use as a prompt for something. A well-known horror character. Yes. Has this franchise been around more than thirty years? Ooh. Like, am I am I am I Ooh. going too far astray yes. if I say Halloween? Yes. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Um, around that around that time maybe a little later but pretty much around so that time so we're talking about like something that was popular in the 80s yeah okay and it's a continuation not a reboot of the franchise yep, yep. what what is still coming out i mean we you already said it's not the evil dead 
Uh, oh, uh, let's let's. Uh, I'm gonna steer you a little bit. I'll give you a little bit of a hint. Yeah. Um, you'll notice that I didn't know if it was a TV if it was a TV show or a film. And there might be a reason why I'm not sure. It's a podcast. <laughs> it might be because of of how it is coming to the viewer on a platform where you're unsure sometimes if something is a series or if it's a. So are we just event. talking about some sort of streaming channel. Ah, yes, yes, yes. You're doing better. So, ben. Uh, is it HBO? No. Is it Netflix? No. Is it Hulu? Yes. It is something on Hulu. Um, yes. So it's not it's not part of the Marvel or Disney canon. This is what I like about you, Ben. You're using your brain here. <laughs> Although. Disney owns Hulu, so you never know. Um, is it comic book related? No. Well, oof. There, the property started out, I believe, in literature, became a movie, and and I'm using the word literature, books. Became a movie and has had comic books made out. It's a it's a pretty big franchise. Um, is it uh, James Bond? It's horror. It's oh horror. We've already right. established it's horror. Um, James horror. Bond on Hulu though. That's a well. I don't interesting. know. It's a, so I'm, I'm, I was a I horror James Bond I, on Hulu. <laughs> I pivoted to uh, um, characters that started out in literature. That's uh, going to be my next thing I do on Mid Journey, Ben. A horror James Bond on Hulu. <laughs> uh, it's on Hulu. Um, oh, okay. I do know what I do know what this is. This is the new movie called Prey, which has no. no you're so close. oh, it uh, hits all the points. It's a woman it playing a role from a friendship, but the oh, it, it didn't start out in literature though. Um, uh, but also, and also, remember the role—the role itself is is big. The role itself is iconic. The role is it a itself, title role? Is it a titular role? It's not. It's not a. It's it's not a titular role, but it is. If this makes sense, if someone says the name of the franchise, you picture this character in your head like and it it's it's the it's the main focus of the of the the franchise um so it started out in as literature or we'll say as books it has been a movie and a, t and a TV show? Is that what you said? Uh, no TV show. Movie and, and comic books, though. Movie and comic, comic books. books. Uh, and it's horror. Ooh, I'll say this, in fact. Um, this is a little bit of a hint. Uh, I found out about a comic book that I like now because... I mistakenly thought that it was a comic book about this movie. Oh. Um, because they had similar names. Huh. Yeah, it's probably one of those things where I... I, I I'll, like, when it when it falls into place, you'll be... I'll be like, oh, but right okay. now... Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you another hint, Ben. It's not a big hint at all. Uh, but people are mad at... At this actress, because she dared say yes to a role that, for whatever reason, uh, they are—I don't know it. And and this is what I this is this is the the big is hint. the actress Amber Heard. No. Okay. The the majority of men complaining are the sort that you wouldn't necessarily think would be too upset 
with a character that does what this character does being a hot lady. <laughs> That's although not the... maybe they would not consider them hot depending on their transformation. But okay, so think about this, Ben. Horror franchise. Horror franchise. Main character somehow sort of hot. Okay. Somehow sort of hot. But not conventionally. Not conventionally by any stretch of the imagination. Was played by a man, and now people are yep. upset that the that a woman Some is people are upset. Yeah. Some people are upset. But not the people you think. Not like, you know, the incels well, who cower well, in no, the no, basement no. I of think their that house. That's, I, think, I think that it maybe still is. But if you were to look on the computers of the people complaining, if, the, if they do fit that demographic, you might find pictures similar to what this person is going to be end up looking like. What this person is going to be end up looking like is a <laughs> sentence that left that my lips. Um, I'm going to need some more hints. I'm, I'm running out of uh, juice here. Okay. So think of 80, name, name some 80s horror, horror franchises. And I'll try to tell you, because this is one of my favorite horror franchises. I'll try to tell you what I like about this franchise, uh, that it has, what it has that that other one doesn't. Hellraiser. You've just named the, the... Uh, the thing. So there's a, it. So so is it Pinhead? Is that the name of the character? Yes. So a there woman is, a, is now playing a Pinhead. Woman Pinhead. I yes. see. I I had no idea. I'd never heard that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and uh, and uh, yesterday a photo was released. Uh, and the thing is, is it Tilda? This Swinton? is no. This is what's crazy, Ben. I don't I don't remember the name. Uh, okay. Of the uh, actor who is playing her. Um, but here's the thing. I was looking for, I was going to make a, a female version of pinhead. Oh no. And I just, I just <laughs> looked up pinhead. Yeah. And that was the first thing that came up. And, and you know me, Ben, how, uh, my brain is a little crazy. Sometimes I was like, did I just make this happen? Of course I didn't. <laughs> But it was kind of amazing that it just came out yesterday. Jamie Clayton. I've I've never heard of her. Yep. So have you seen the do you, have you seen the picture though? I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Pretty cool, right? I got no issue I with don't it. Have a it, problem it, with it. It, it. She kinda looks like um the character from one of the Star Trek movies. Uh yeah, there was the an Borg alien. Queen. Yeah, the Borg Queen, I think. Just yeah. except with, you know, a pins in her head. So, um, so yeah, uh, you know, general, general people complaining, how dare they make a woman instead of a man who s says that there's I, pleasure and pain and pain and pleasure. People complain. Having her dress and could you, could you look really quick just to make sure, um, is is there is there a sentence or, or anything about people mad about it? Uh, let's see. Let's go for because I want to make sure. I, I do. I do think that it is the general why why are women taking all of the roles in Hollywood and not people like this is uh, exploitative or whatever. All the first it page would be. On the first page, Sorry. the only article about any sort of... It, uh, it's probably not even a controversy, but the, the headline is, It's an interesting piece of casting. Original Pinhead actor comments on female Pinhead in new Hellraiser movie. Um, so, uh, I believe the, the article that I read, but not everyone is happy about it, or something like that. Yeah. Like, and and that's why I felt okay with uh, using that as my hand. Hey, that took up a a lot of the podcast. For those who who know, um, 
Ben did guess it. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this goes to Ben guessing it. <laughs> After what twenty minutes? <laughs> yeah, it's a good it's a good way to kill time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking about which, uh, so uh, just just so that you know, um, John Constantine Hellraiser. Uh, I I was I was introduced to it because I uh... thought Hellblazer was Hellraiser, and then I was like, who is this? Just some British guy. I, that's how I used to talk when I was a kid. <laughs> Hi, my name's Paul. My name's Paul, and I'm gonna get my to comics Paul. and go home. Hi, and this is this is ninja book really about real ninjas. Um. So, anyway, Ben, uh, we are at time. And Paul, thanks for showing up today. I'm gonna ask you to keep it wrong, and thank you for texting <laughs> me. I apologize for being late. Yeah. Keep it wrong, and I'll talk to you next week. Maybe. Talk to you next week. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. If you remember. All right. Uh, all right. Keep it wrong. Bye, Paul. Bye. And we're clear. Room tone.